Welcome to Hardcore Honeys, where we take our full court NBA hottest takes. And we got featuring Jade and Penny with your moderator, TJ, who will just try to keep control with these two while we go with our takes. Hey, Hardcore Honeys fans and listeners. Um, got another week in today of week two of quarantines. Um, but we're still finding out new stuff to talk about just to help everything through. So we got Jade, Penny, and we have another special guest today, Ryan. He's helping out too. He's going to be here for today. And then uh, one thing that we're going to plug in before we start everything today is, so Hardcore Honeys right now, we're going against another podcast called Queen's Takeover. And it's, uh, if you can... I think, Jade, if I'm correct, it's uh, listening and liking and subscribing to us. It'll be it'll be a Twitter poll and a Facebook poll that'll be posted tomorrow. Okay. I'll put the link in a tweet once that goes up. Or Monday, yes. So we're trying to get, we're trying to get the eighth spot in what's going to be a sweet 16 bracket between the uh, Belly Up podcast network and another podcast network. Okay. So, help us out with that. Let's get that win. Okay. So, this week, some fun that I'm really excited for. I'm a diehard thing. Jade and Penny don't care for these things. Ryan, are you a big fan of what we're going to be talking about today? No? I, I am, yeah. It's, it's you just, are? It, yeah, I am. It's, it's, it's just... Yeah, okay. Yeah, this is, this, is, this is fun. Okay, sweet. <laughs> so, um... Let's just get right into it. So this week, we're talking about conspiracy theories. Jade, Penny, Ryan, do you, so you guys don't believe in even, like, the hint of it? Do you think it could happen in the NBA? At first, I didn't. I'm like, I don't believe in this. But reading the articles, it made me think it twice. It um, made you think made, twice? Jay, yeah, it made me think. Twice? Yep. There's definitely some things that I'm like... Yeah, that could happen, or that did. Some of them I do believe did happen, but some of them are just so far out there that it's just like I can't be bothered to waste my energy on it. And that's the glory of it. You can just <laughs> do suspend the if. Ryan, do you think? Do you are you aware of some of the conspiracies we're talking about today? Oh, absolutely. Uh, my favorite one is the is the 1985 draft. Yes, of, of uh, the Knicks winning the draft lottery and getting Patrick Ewing. So yeah. I, I remember that happening, and then I remember the, the it being brought up about twenty years later. Mm-hmm. So perfect that you bring that up because that is going to be the first one we start off with. And like you said, just how NBA rigged it for the Knicks to get the once in a lifetime talent that was allegedly. Patrick Okay, whoa, yeah, that's what I was going to say. Allegedly. Oh, no. Gotta say is... that. <laughs> Allegedly. No, no, no. Allegedly. Okay, so before anyone, let, we'll do the breakdown. So, yes, New York gets it. Supposedly, during the draft, it was the first time they did the draft lottery. So, it was 1985. And uh, David Stern, who was second year in the league, trying to bring back the league because it was dealing with some serious issues with drugs and everything. And um, so he's trying to find ways to make revenue again. So came up with the idea for the lottery. And the idea was that it was using envelopes at the time instead of ping pong balls. The Knicks's envelope was creased a little bit on the corner. And then also it was slightly colder than the rest. Oh. So and then that's how the Knicks won. <laughs> they were coming out of a terrible season. And, yeah, you needed a big name in the big market. So, so Jake, do you understand? Uh, do you see why it could – do you – No, this is one of those ones that I think is complete crap. <laughs> but, like, no, I they, just think had so much so, okay. to do it. So here's my biggest, my biggest thing – to me, that says this is bullshit. If it was so important for the Knicks to be good that they were going to rig the first draft lottery, why has it been okay for them to be garbage for the last 20 years? 
Well, I mean, because because well, because of well, no, you had a Hall of Fame of GM. Go ahead, Ryan. You were gonna say something? <laughs> well, yeah, because of James thing. Dolan. He's a he's a terrible owner. Well, right, yeah. but if the if the NBA was gonna rig something, they could have they could have rigged it for the Knicks to get LeBron James. But the thing is, the NBA doesn't like James Dolan. The NBA liked the Knicks because they had a Hall of Famer, a new a Nick Hall of Famer, and Dave. Okay, but if it's if it's it, that important, they're good buddies. You if want it's that important for that market to be good, then it's important regardless of who the owner is. If it's about the market, which is what you the said, NBA is bigger nowadays. At mm-hmm. the time in the in the uh, NBA to actually televise. The draft or the draft lottery, um, I read online, uh, they actually had to pay USA $40,000 just so they could be on TV. They could air it live. Okay. At that point, they were doing tape delay games. The <laughs> NBA needed, they needed bigger players. This was pre-Jordan. Jordan was only a year in the league. Magic and Bird was just starting to pick up. They needed more ways to bring in money. Why not? Okay, but here's, like, why it doesn't seem like it's completely impossible that a lottery that was literally set up so that the worst teams had a better chance, that that's actually how it worked, when that was how it was designed to work. Well, another thing, too, was this was a year where everyone was trying to beat Donald Sterling because he came out and said... I hear you talking, Taylor, but I don't hear you addressing my question. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, fine. Ask ask it again. Let me let me fear, let me let me actually let me hear. Okay. You. So we're talking about a system that was designed on purpose so that the poorer teams got higher picks. That's how the lottery is designed. So why is it this big crazy thing that they designed a system that worked exactly how the system was supposed to work? Because it brings it goes back to the revenue. NBA needed to bounce right there at the time. They needed to bounce back with things. Okay, it, but it, they it designed the league. They designed the system for the worst team to get the higher picks, and that's what happened. So the thing to is me, the- like that's the whole thing in a nutshell. It worked the way it was supposed to work. So why is it a conspiracy? It was right out in the open. David it's how it's supposed to work. Says it didn't happen. That's the thing. The person that put the cards in was an accountant for the Knicks, or was through no, the auditing firm Gulf and Western. Okay, that's oversimplifying it more than a little bit. He wasn't an accountant for the Knicks. He was an accountant he for a company for an that was that also was owning an accountant the Knicks. For the Knicks. What? For the auditing firm that owned the Knicks at the time. So there is, a, there is a connection. There's a, it, basketball is a small pond. There's always a connection. So the connection makes it a, a conspiracy theory then? Maybe. Is that... Is that your yeah, take off, TJ? That just yeah, seems Knicks are like, really okay, light. We need this. We're the we're the we're one of the biggest franchises, and right now we're not doing well. We need to do better. At the time, it had been twelve years since they had won their last title, which now still hasn't won another title. But that's for a whole other reason nowadays. Um, and also, like David Stern is trying to get wins for him to show that he's doing something. There are. He's he had to show like this was his second year as the commissioner. He had to be aggressive. He's like how Adam Silver is now, aggressive with ideas. That was David Stern younger. Man, there is not enough. There's not enough merit to this argument for me to buy into it. Like, how has nobody come forward to say, "Oh yeah, that's what happened all of these years later." Because it was a tight-knit group of things. But they're not tight-knit now. Nobody stays that tight-knit 35 years later. It's, this would be okay. a huge this story for somebody. Right back, to your, back to your bad boys. They all, it's, a, it's a brotherhood. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> right, we're, I don't know. we're going back. We're going back. We're going back to that. 
We're going back to that. How can you tell me, though, that the worst team in the Warriors ended up giving that seventh pick? Also, at State, the next It's still a lottery. The NBA was going to lose six teams within the next few years if ratings didn't go up. They needed wins for ratings to go up. That's still supposition. There's no actual data to prove that because it didn't happen. That's one of those things that you can't prove it because it well, didn't that, actually happen. So it's convenient to use. You can see that just through the money, just how much they made. Yes, that was. You're not suspending disbelief, Jade. <laughs> how is Ryan doing? How yeah, are you, Ryan. Ryan? <laughs> I'm a, I'm a little scared. I need an adult. Um, I'm in the corner right now. No, just kidding. Oh, right. Let me hear what you have to say. I want Penny. I want Jay to stop yelling at me. Ryan, your turn. Okay, I'll, I'll start yelling at you then, TJ. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, you know, looking at looking at a lot of the articles I've read, the the, the one article I read was on was on SI, on Sports Illustrated. Somebody did a very deep dive into form? whether or not this was fixed. Was it the long form? It's very long form, yeah. Yes, I read that one too. Yes. That was a good one. Yep, by Chris Ballard. And he he made some good points, but... I don't know if it supports his argument, but there are a... I don't believe it was conspiracy. I I, I was watching... uh, I know BuzzFeed did a very... They did a very good documentary about it. It's about twenty minute long. Uh, it's about a twenty minute long uh, watch on Amazon Prime, and they did a breakdown of impossible it was for the the, the auditor to grab the envelope with the uh, with the creased edge and the cold envelope. It was just it just didn't. A lot of it just didn't seem. There was a lot of holes to the conspiracy. It wasn't um, Swiss cheese. No, think about. I mean, I'm a. No, no, but looking at the, the six seasons before, they actually were a terrible team. They actually made the playoffs the two years before. Uh, Bernard King got hurt early in the year in 1984-85. Uh, Bill Cartwright was also hurt. So, I mean, the Knicks didn't have a, technically a bad team, but I think it was just based on – it was just pure and straight dumb luck to have – the number one pick of the draft fall in their hands. I mean, it's happened before in other leagues, like the NHL, like the Columbus Blue Jackets had what number one pick three years in a row, based on their lottery, based on their lottery system. But yeah, you know, I I think once and for all, you know, it's not a conspiracy. It's just dumb luck. You guys are just <laughs> difficult and just don't understand the deeper meaning. On what this led to for future of the league, which <laughs> or then maybe leads to not crazy people. Not what? <laughs> but maybe you gotta remember too. You gotta remember people. too. David Stern. Well, you gotta remember too. This was David Stern's first year in the league, and considering all the weird, weird conspiracies the NBA happened during his tenure, there might be a way he might have. You know, that slippery stern thing, that dubious David, uh, he might have worked his magic somehow. In this case, with the Knicks, I don't think it, I, I don't, it just, it was just stupid luck. Well, I mean, with them, it always seems to be stupid luck for lots of things. But overall, do I believe this one? I want to. I'll just Clearly. leave it at that. I want to. <laughs> But now, segue to a couple of years later, involving Michael Jordan's first retirement. Did you were you guys mm-hmm. watching the NBA when he had his first retirement at the time, or were you guys too young for that? No, I was watching it. I'm I'm, a, I'm originally a Bulls fan, so. But uh, but this one, I was shocked. I don't remember this that it was because of gambling. I was yeah. shocked when I when I read the when, when read the article. He was debts with the wrong people. And now it makes sense reading this article. If it's true, it makes sense. And uh, 
Ryan, you've heard this one then too. Yeah, I was a sophomore in high school when uh, when the news came out that he was he was retiring, and at first I was like, oh wow, George retiring, that's awfully uh-huh. interesting. And mm-hmm. then the theory came the theory coming out with him getting into gambling debts and he was suspended for his excessive excessive gambling. Um, at the time, I was like, eh, no, I don't believe that, but I could see it. But I mean. I, I look at the North American landscape of sports as a family, and you have baseball, which is ultra ultra pure sport. Which is if you do something anything that hurts the sport, you're 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 dead. <laughs> and basketball is kind of like the, the shady cousin. <laughs> so <laughs> so so I can see I can see a little bit how David Stern would have said, "Okay, your gambling's out of control. Take a year off." Mm-hmm. I find it ironic that we're talking about basketball as baseball shady cousin at this juncture in oh. baseball. <laughs> oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> I'm, biting, I'm biting my tongue on that. I didn't want to get too into that. Somebody but... hit the buzzer on that one. <laughs> yeah, that definitely needs a buzzer. Yeah, buzz with that one. Buzz with that one. Don't steal my sign. Yeah. <laughs> but... So just to, some other facts that might lead some claims into it. So 92 with Jordan's gambling problem, he was called to testify in court for with James Bueller, who is a convicted drug addict and also had Bueller. massive gambling debts. And then in possession of a $50,000 cashier's check from Jordan, signed. First they said, Jordan said it was a loan under oath, but then came out later saying gambling debts to this real shady dude. And then it was it overtaking? Did was Jordan's gambling issue, Jade at the time, even pro, uh, stronger than it is now? Because he's—I don't want to say he's got a gambling issue anymore. Because you're a billionaire, you can always gamble money. Because he's had stories of five million dollars lost. Just in well, one night gambling. I mean, I don't know. I feel like no matter how rich you are, five million in one night is a problem. Yeah. Because where do you stop? Because that was in the height of his prime. He retired at the age of 30. Yeah. yeah. But see, so this is one that I I can see that because the timing was that the NBA had finally rebounded. And Michael Jordan was the face of the NBA, undisputedly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for them to have recovered from the stuff you were talking about before, to have the golden child of the NBA getting caught doing all this stuff, like that's a problem. That's a real problem. And the thing that I thought was really telling was in the one article I read, when Michael Jordan said something to the effect of, if David Stern lets me back in the NBA, when the question he was asked did not involve David Stern at all. So I feel like that was a bit of a Freudian slip. Mm -hmm. And he showed showed some stuff he wasn't necessarily supposed to show. And there's no question that it works. Right, he went to play baseball. He was horrible at it. Everybody laughed and joked about that. <laughs> um, and then he came back and won another three peat with the Bulls. So, like, yeah, it worked perfectly. Some of the things that uh, are tied that they try to tie with this because of just the extremes of Jordan's uh, gambling, which also was so. In 1993, he lost his father tragically. They said botched mm-hmm. robbery. But the, with the people that Jordan had affiliated himself with were shady enough characters that they think it was more of a, oh, you have a gambling debt. Well, this is what you get for not handling it. And then a couple days later, he retires. So, or a little bit later, he retires. And then uh, there's another guy that has named... His name was bail. Bond, uh, he was a bail bonds person named Eddie Dow. 
He's killed also, and he was robbed $20,000 in cash. But what was left in this briefcase he had with the cash was uh, over $100,000 worth of cashier's checks for Michael Jordan. So if he would have stayed in the NBA, you know, I'll swing this over to you, Ryan. Um, what do you think the, um, the outcome, what would be some of the outcomes from it? Like what would have been, how would the league been affected by gambling, uh, Jordan's gambling issue? It depends on how many other guys were had gambling problems. I, I know Charles Bar. I remember see, reading something about Charles Barkley, uh, in, with him playing golf. He he occasionally played golf with Michael Jordan during the off season. Um, so he, I, I don't know if he had a gambling problem the same as Jordan, or I mean, uh, uh, allegedly. Uh, but the whole <laughs> thing about gambling, in it, it, I don't know. I, I mean, it, it depends on how far deep it went. I mean, if if, if your league's best, best player is gambling and he's got a problem, you don't know how many other guys have the same problem. So it, it, I think what Stern might have tried to do is cut the head off the snake, but he wanted to say, look, you know, you're, you're loved and admired throughout the world as being the best basketball player in the world, as well as having the most marketable name out there at the time. I mean, the early mm-hmm. 90s, Jordan was everywhere. You know, mm-hmm. Nike shoes, mm-hmm. McDonald's. Uh, uh, gosh, I can't remember. He, he, he was on a cartoon with Wayne Gretzky and Bo Jackson, so he's the most recognizable name, and both nationally in the United, North America and internationally. Um, so for this was a big shock to me as a high school sophomore. Yeah. But you know, if if Stern had to Tim come come aside and said, "Hey, look, you're the biggest. If this comes out, this is this is bad. This is bad for all of us," and it could have had a trickle down effect uh, that would have been huge. Yeah, to Ryan's point, like you when once you get the world's biggest basketball star betting on sports, whatever sports it was, you automatically have to question if there's integrity in the game that he's playing too, right? Even if he said 100%, oh, I'm not betting on basketball. First of all, who's going to believe him? Yeah. Right. And then if nobody believes him and he's the best basketball player in the world, now the entire credibility of the NBA is in question. Yes. Right. And then my other theory that also goes with it, actually it's a split off theory is actually this entire thing was set up so he could film space jam. There would be no reason for him to go to baseball and then come back for a huge upward. Space Jam is another theory why Jordan left the Space game. Space Jam was not that big of a movie. <laughs> but it, it, I'm not, but it, it, so it wasn't. But still, that's how he filmed Space Jam. Because that's I feel what, like it's, that's he was the only basketball player in Space Jam. <laughs> what? He wasn't the only basketball Sean player. Sean Bradley in was in Space Jam, for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> you can't believe that theory, uh, TJ. And then, what was that, Penny? You can't believe that theory. Come on now. I think that's probably one of the... That one, I don't know if I... I don't believe that, but that is the funnest one that I found. Just you think, were doing so well yeah. on this one, and then you had it to go pull back. Around. The person that came <laughs> up with it was Bill Murray, so he could meet Larry Bird and Michael Jordan. That is why. Mm. And Muggsy Bogues. Space Jam. And uh, Sean Bradley and Patrick Ewing. Mm-hmm. Patrick Ewing. He is the king of conspiracies in this league. His entire career is a conspiracy. <laughs> How? Okay, because I'm gonna I'm gonna, jam I'm gonna jump envelope. Off. <laughs> oh, I'm gonna jump off the rabbit hole elevator now, and I will rejoin you when we get back to reasonableness. <laughs> no, no pun intended with the rabbit hole thing with the Space Jam. With Space Jam. Oh, that was good. Oh my God, TJ, come on. Okay, well, <laughs> well, you talk. You talk about back. Pat Riley. We'll swing it back to some real ones. 
I think uh, we'll swing it to one that I've always debated with my friends for, since they are diehard Lakers fans, which is the 2002 Lakers-Kings Western Conference Finals series. Do you guys remember watching that series? I don't. Yes. Personally, I don't, I don't oh. remember. Yeah, I didn't watch it live, but I've watched a lot about it since then. And uh, what's your take going into it then, Jade? Based on what I've seen, so the first thing I ever watched on it was my ex was like, you didn't, you weren't watching this? He's like, I'm like, no. So he pulled up this YouTube documentary and I was like, holy crap, like that's really bad. (laughs) Like it seems really, really obvious but then in preparing for today, I watched um, B-Ball Breakdown has a two-part um, series on it. It's about 20 minutes each part. So I watched all of that yesterday. And his argument, Coach Nick, is that it was a pretty poorly officiated game on both sides. And he breaks down you know, a lot of the bad calls that went both ways. But... Where I landed with that is that if you are going to rig a game to be decided by the officials, you kind of have to make bad calls both ways to cover your tracks. Right. Mm-hmm. That's a very fair point with it. But when you look at what kind of the fouls they are, let's break down. Lakers had 43 throws in game six, which is a very deciding yeah. game. Yeah. Kings and had only 25. Quarter. Yeah, the fourth Lakers quarter alone in the free throw disparity. Like if you're if if a game is being called poorly both ways, you don't have a nine to twenty seven free throw disparity in one freaking quarter. Exactly. Exactly. But the refs at the time, some of some of them, since they were company men as they're described, Dick Pavetta, um, mm-hmm. they wanted to drag <laughs> it to a game seven. Because the Lakers had already been sweeping everyone for once the playoffs began. So NBA was losing viewership that way. Well, let's have the Lakers go against the number one ranked Kings team that year. Which, that I don't like the franchise of the Kings. But that team is personally one of my favorites of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ryan, uh, what is... When you see the discrepancy in free throws, what is your first take on that? Just first look. To me, something's up. Something something had to be up. Um, No team should have three times more free throws than the other team in a basketball game. Unless it's one and three. Unless no, the other team really sucks. 27 to 9. Yeah, but that's the only time but, that should happen is if one team has one free throw and the other team has three and a quarter. Right. Right. That should be the first quarter usually. But, um, yeah. And another thing, that, so that they also, besides the fouling, was there was a uh, very crucial three-pointer by... Uh, one of the Lakers players, Samaki Walker, uh, Samari Walker, and uh, Samaki Walker, and it was blatantly after the buzzer. Mm-hmm. It was still in his well, hand, but and they, there's the Chris Webber, there's a Chris Webber um, shot that should have been an and one, but instead he got called for an offensive foul. Oh and yeah. In talking about this. Sometimes the call that that changes the game is about the timing. And the timing on that bad call was critical in that game because it was down the stretch, it was close, and the loss of that two points and not getting the free throw, like in all the other calls that happened, you can almost boil it down to that was the one that swung it one way or the other. Exactly. One of the one of the side facts that I heard from it of this type of thing was Ralph Nader, who was a politician in mm. for the longest time, he actually went and had a press conference specifically saying that there needs to be an investigation on that yeah. series. 
which then, I mean, that's then a couple years ago. Well, Tim Donaghy at the time, who we all know eventually was a ref that came out saying, I bet on games. He was, he wasn't in the finals, but he was part of that refing crew at that, that time in the NBA. So he actually was convicted. So for him to come out, uh, to say it for even this particular series, yeah, it goes far. That was that was a big factor for me too because he is somebody who's already been disgraced. So yep. that to me makes him one of the most credible people. Yeah, to have an opinion on it, he has nothing left to lose to say. Yeah, this is. I believe that this happened. He knew all those guys personally. He wasn't on that game. But he knew who those guys were. He understood how the system worked. Like, I watched an interview with him. I can't remember who who the interview was with, but he was on this show where they talked about it. And one of the things he said was that they did influence the way calls were made in their tape sessions. So when they had a tape session after the game, if they were shown like eight, eight incorrect calls or 10 incorrect calls, eight of them might be for one team. And the other two might be throw-ins. So, like, that's going to influence what the refs are paying attention to, whether it's a conscious or subconscious thing. That's going to have an effect. And then the other thing he mentioned was that there was money to be made if the refs extended the series. So, officially within the NBA, they get paid for the series, regardless of how long it goes. But they get other kickbacks. Like, they might get a few thousand dollars for the flight, but they're flying for free. Mm. So there is financial, there is financial impetus to extend the series if you could. And that's when it all just going through all of these. And that's what they all end to is how is that the league can make money with it? Um, because also you wanted the Lakers in that finals because you were going against the Nets, which is pretty much bordering New York. So it was East Coast, West Coast finals. Mm-hmm. Even though probably you could, for me, argue that the Kings should have been in it. They should have won the series. That was a better They should have won the finals that year. They would have. They would have been champs that yeah. year. Yeah, I want to ask, if this hadn't happened, would, would Sacramento and New Jersey have been the better series? I think, I think so. Been. Yeah. Instead of a sweep, you at least go six. Exactly. Yep. But the league wanted the same three-peat, though. They wanted to make that money like they made off of Jordan. So, And it was L.A. as much as a New York team is big. Sacramento is a small market team. Yes, they bring mm-hmm. in people, but the marketability for it coming from a small market team itself, it's not that great. <laughs> I know it's the not who was but the they better still had team? names. They still had notable names in that team. Yeah, who was who was the better team? LA or the Kings? LA Players. had the names. But talent wise. Kings were a better team. Kings were yes, yeah. Kings were a better team. That's why they because they were the number one team that season going into mm-hmm. the playoff. Lakers were third. They weren't even like the top two. Lakers were third that season in the Western Conference. Because then San Antonio was between them. I think it was. Yeah, but I don't I don't go off of seed. They could be third and they could be fifth and come back, you know, just like the Raptors last year. <clears throat> they won the championship. Nobody knew that the Raptors were going to win it all. Last year, except Raptors fans. So I don't. I personally don't go and place the <laughs> number. So whoever plays better as a team, or they rigged the game, like supposedly, allegedly, they did with this one. Okay. I don't know. Some of the calls were pretty shockingly bad. Like, yeah, there was one on bad calls. Baby got elbowed in the face by Kobe, and then he got called for the foul. Yeah, so oh my I don't gosh. There was worked. a few like that that were just like, really? <laughs> What's, it's the Kobe thing. He could he knew how to do it. <laughs> it's the Jordan thing. They did that with Jordan all the time. 
Oh yeah. And then Jordan rules. Jordan yep. rules. Yep. See all their okay, he's just tying all that from money to fouls, just hitting all of those big ones up. So think those large ones, I think we've done a pretty solid breakthrough. Now, curiosity time. My theories. Because I know you guys <laughs> are gonna really want to hear these weird ones. Like the ones space that are jam? completely unnecessary. <laughs> what was that? What was that? Like the like the space jam theory. We're we going on that rabbit hole again. <laughs> no, no, we're not. Space jam. That one I did. I was like I said, I was on the rabbit hole, and I saw. I, I was on Reddit, and I saw someone put that one down, and oh, I thought yeah. that one was a good laugh. I got a good laugh, out. I was just like, this one's dumb, but it works out really well. <laughs> good backpedal there, Taylor. Good backpedal. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. I know that one is a fucking no. Like, I know that one's not right, real, but that's a funny one to see. But so, like I said, breaking down what I said earlier about with the trades with everything. So with the Pelicans slash Hornets and say with both L.A. teams. So first time around when they were at Chris Paul, if Chris Paul would have left because he was going to. But if he would have left that Hornets team, that was a team that was still trying to build up a, fr- a fan base again. Well, okay, Chris Paul wants to be out, wants to be a big-name team. Well, Lakers already have their team, and the NBA had already shot down that trade to Chris Paul to the Lakers. Let's get Chris Paul to that other L.A. team so we can have two big teams in Los Angeles. And since you, the Pelicans, since you guys are taking the hit, We'll give you the first overall pick, even though your odds were not that high. So, building money up for the league, and then saving the small market with it. Ryan, do you do you understand the plot, the possibility, and why that would happen? On why the why the NBA would give the Pelicans the first round pick? Yeah. For- for the star players. Not trading Chris Paul, to, Chris Paul to the Lakers? Or, like, instead of trading it to the Lakers, trade him to the Clippers. So you have two good teams in L.A. Because the Clippers had a budding star in uh, in uh, Blake Griffin. DeAndre Jordan and... No, I don't see it. I don't see you it don't that way. See, you don't see the reason, even with Anthony Davis going. I understand. I understand the reason. I understand the reasoning. You're trying. You're trying to rebuild a fan in in a southern in a southern city. But I just don't. I just don't see the. I just don't see the theory. I just don't. I just don't see that how that could happen. But say for this past trade too, for Anthony Davis going to the Lakers. This was essentially the exact same trade they offered in the regular season. Was the same with that first overall pick, but the Lakers they didn't have the necessary chance to get that first overall pick. But they end up landing that pick. So, oh, now that trade is more enticing. So we can trade that, get Anthony Davis to LA, and then start a whole new budding franchise with Zion. I think it's. Yeah, I, think I mean, it's is, this, is, this, is this a case of a bigger market trying to save a smaller market? Mm-hmm. Which, do you, I mean, do you think that's fair? Say for other small markets, them getting not the opportunities like this? With NBA looking out for the teams or for the NBA itself? I think in this situation, there's a mistake in thinking that the whole NBA is working together all the time when it's competing <laughs> teams. Like, the Anthony Davis trade was because Anthony Davis said, I want out. It didn't benefit the Pelicans to hold on to him. It was going to be a detriment to their team. So... You can't really leave that part of the player saying, yeah, I'm done here out of your theory because it's convenient that he ended up on the Lakers. He was the driving force behind leading the Pelicans. Well, and then 
Okay, fine. So we've beaten down that theory that I've come up with. <laughs> A real good beat down on that one. Um, so we'll shift over to, it's the same thing, going over to the Cavs. Once Miami Heat lost that finals, everyone knew, Penny, you can't deny it. You knew LeBron was gone. LeBron was gone after that fourth finals. That yeah, fourth. of course. So... He wants to go back to Cleveland. Cleveland's not the Cleveland's not a title contending team with just him and Kyrie, at least at the time. They needed that other player. Well, let's get the first overall pick involved that you had, and then another first overall pick that you already had. Let's give it to a team that has a disgruntled star like Anthony Davis. So I guess I shouldn't be complaining about or the fairness of it since the Timberwolves slightly benefited from that trade. Granted, the kid Andrew Andrew Wiggins isn't on the team anymore, but once again, is this another thing that you could see the NBA doing? Gee, <laughs> I go back to my original draft thing. I I I can't read into a system that's literally working exactly the way it was designed to work. I I can't go from oh we designed this system to give the worst team the best chance and then the worst team gets the best chance and that's a conspiracy like that's it can't be a conspiracy when it's right out in the open but the pals weren't expected to get that first overall pick they had a uh the pel the pelicans at least when they had they had a very low shot getting that first overall pick okay but it's it's still just numbers it's statistics sometimes the statistics work out with lower odds like we are sports people we know that this is how it works this yeah. is why money can be made in gambling it's taking the lower odd and winning that wins you money when you gamble yeah and that's and why LeBron, I mean. yeah the branches wanted to leave because you know they were under a lot of stress in in those four years even Wade said it they were not happy at all because huh. of the stress and the hate they got from the media from the fans and he just and wanted also, to go back. He wanted to go back home. That's it. Yeah, and LeBron, if it hadn't been for the situation and stuff that was going on with the Cavs when he left, he might never have left Cleveland. Yeah, you're like right. you got a teammate dating your mom. That's going to be enough for most players to be like, "Yeah, I'm out." Was that real? I thought that was I just a meme. So. No, yeah. I think that happened. Huh. Yeah. That's the first I've heard. Really? Oh, I didn't, it was Delonte West, right? Yeah, yeah, Delante was a poor guy. Bless his soul. Yeah. Oh, man, that guy. I didn't believe it. I still don't believe it. I, I have to believe there has to be a bigger reason for him to leave Cleveland. The first time? Yeah. Because, for, because he's 25 and he has two of his friends that want to play in Miami. There's not going to be too many 25-year-olds that are going to turn down playing basketball with their friends in Miami. Yeah, but LeBron James has never been too many of anything. He's not your average anything. He's not your average person. He's not your average player. I don't don't know. 25-year-old? Like, I don't know. I'm 27, so like... I'm just saying, like, if you're going to say LeBron James is above (laughs) average across the board, you have to kind of apply it to everything. At 25, though, like there are some things where a 25 year old is going to be a 25 year old. Yeah, but some people were never like that. I was always way much more mature than my age was. People used to make me show them my license because they didn't believe I was as young as I was. There are people like that. Mm-hmm. And LeBron James has been, he's an ex he's been exceptional at everything that he's done. And you don't get to be like that being an average 25 year old. He does everything for a reason. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't even like LeBron James and I'm having this argument. So (laughs) yeah, you are just, you are just the other side of the table the entire episode. Yeah, you just, you can't believe what, because he plans everything. He's a planner. He has everything planned from the beginning. Yeah, he just doesn't do something just to do it. There's a a reason behind it. Same thing with ending up in L.A. I wrote that article a a movie. Yeah. 
evil genius. Everything he's done has been on purpose. Yeah. Well, yeah. Very calculated. Very yeah. calculated, yes. Okay. Well, I think we did a solid beat up on some conspiracy theories today. <laughs> I love them well, my, still. My, my knuckles are bloody. How about your guys? You guys. <laughs> my, my hands are sweaty. I forgot to put the, I forgot to put the foil on. <laughs> oh, Taylor, I'm sorry. Oh no, this was great. Like I always like to talk about this stuff, even though ninety nine percent of the stuff is no. I just like suspending the belief for a second and be like, oh. Things kind of do add up there, kind of a little bit too comfortably. So that's why I think it's always great. But nonetheless, so let's lead it into this week's Fast Break Questions. Okay, first question overall. Penny, out of... Any of them that we've mentioned today, which one do you think is you could believe the most? I could believe the most the Jordan one. I think that's the closest one being true. So the Jordan one's the one you believe? Yes. You could believe. Got it. Okay. Um, then, Ryan, for you, which one do you think could possibly be? I think it could be the 2002 Western Conference Finals Game 6. 2002 one? Yeah, I, I'm leaning towards that one. Jade, what about you? I have to say equally the 2002 Game 6 and Jordan. And I would also like to submit that the only reason Penny did not include that one is because she likes the Lakers. Uh, oh. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Showing some favoritism there. <laughs> no, I, I don't like the Lakers. I think they're going to win it. Well, if there's a season, they're, they're going to win it all. Yeah. If the season comes back, which I doubt it, it will. Oh, yeah. I agree with that only because everybody got to rest. If the season had gone through as normal, I still don't think they win. Nope. They won't. Anthony now that everyone... This is just a long maintenance day period. That's all it is. A long maintenance day period. Next one. We'll start with you, Jade. Which one do you think is the biggest, like, no way, nope, I can't even... No, 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 no. No, no, no. You know her answer. I have to go with your Space Jam spinoff. We're including that one? Okay, that one was just kind of a little sad, but if we're including that one, then yeah, oh yeah, totally. If you want to include just the main ones, the 85 draft to me is just like, no, that there's no. There's, no there's not enough evidence to support that. Okay, okay. Um, Ryan, which one for you is just the nope, 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 nope? The 85, yeah, I agree with Jade. It's 85 draft. The 85 draft. That's been debunked several times now. Yeah. And Penny, ending up with you, which one is the one you're just saying no to? Um, I go with the crew, the 85 draft, New York Knicks. Go with the 85 Knicks? Got it. Okay, well, I think that's the one that we'll agree all across the board on that one. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Well, and then third question we're going to have, what have you guys been up to? Have you guys been able to keep up with anything basketball, Jade? Uh, I, I, thanks to Penny, something Penny posted that she saw on Instagram. I did write an article on Andre Drummond this week. Um, Get that slamming plug. him for claiming he's the best rebounder of all time. Get out, BendyUpsport.com. Yep, get that plug in. Fun enough, he he re- responded to Belly Up's tweet on that article, so that made my day. Ooh, that was pretty fun. Kudos, snaps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a good article. Thank you. It well, was that's... fun to write, and I thought I was pretty fair to him. 
I mean, I yeah. did say he's the best currently. I said that he's where he ranks. But, like, to say you're the best ever when Wilt Chamberlain has 10 more rebounds a game than you, nah, yep. I can't I can't roll with that. Yeah. You know, if he, if he commented, that means he's respected it. So there we are for you. That's great. Um, Penny, what have you been up to? Just watching sports movies. Just the sports movies? Yeah, not really watching uh, basketball games. No, because I know yeah. NBA TV, they got it on replay right now. Yeah, well, it's going to make me... It's going to make me miss basketball more, so... My local channels are replaying the entire Raptors run on consecutive nights. So we're on game three of the Orlando series tonight, so I'm totally watching that. Oh. <laughs> yeah, Timberwolves, they just do best games of the Timberwolves history because we can't do stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> Tonight, though, is Daryl's well, 50-point game, so oh. I'm excited about that. Oh, stop. <laughs> I didn't hear Ryan. I didn't hear Ryan what Ryan said. I said what all two of them. <laughs> what are you doing tonight? Or what are you doing? Ryan, during all of this stuff for ba- like doing anything basketball related, still, I'm not doing anything basketball related. Uh, I've, I've been kind of loosely paying attention to basketball. I was hoping to go to the NCAA regional in Albany because I'm a, I live about half hour north of Albany, New York. Unfortunately, uh, that got squashed. Um, yeah. but I've been keeping up on belly up with uh, NFL free agency, and I'm in my last class at the uh, at, at my school. Cool. So uh, in May, I'll be earning my bachelor's degree in communication. So, nice. um, so yeah. Awesome. That's what we, that's what snaps for that, too. Well, uh, thank you, thank you. all great things there. <laughs> uh, one more thing, Ryan. Plug your stuff right now. We got to make sure you get the plug since you are here and oh so awesomely. We're here to help out with all the conspiracy theories. So get your plug in. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, well, first of all, I want to thank you all for inviting me on the podcast this week. This is a this was a fun uh, to be a, to be the hardcore the hardcore hunk uh, along with the hardcore honeys. Um, uh, <laughs> I love it. I, like to... I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. So, so um, I'll plug my Twitter handle, which is at who is Ryan MCC. Uh, you can find me there if you want to talk. Any conspiracy theories, uh, whether it be basketball or sports overall. I can also find my stuff on bellyupsports.com. Um, right now, I'm just focusing on NFL free agency, particularly for the New York Jets because that's my team. Um, but I'll be doing some other stuff too. I, I did a I did a deep dive on the uh, the five biggest the, the five biggest fights in uh, sports history a couple months ago, so that was a fun article to go into. Um, but otherwise, find me on Twitter at who is Ryan MCC. And I'm on belly up too, so hope to hope to, uh, hope to interact with y'all. Perfect. Well, final sayings of hope everyone is staying safe, staying healthy. Make sure just everything goes smooth for everyone. Okay. Peace out.